Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo and welcome to week 208 and video episode number 34 of Music Is Not A Genre. Every week I take a release from my collection, I discuss it, I give you my take on it, I talk about how it has influenced my music, and I talk about how it links to other things in music and in life. If you like what you're watching, if you like the dulcet tones of my voice, or the subject that I'm talking about, or any of the subjects in any of the podcasts or concerts that I have here on my YouTube page, please take a moment to subscribe. I'm going to help you, actually. I'm going to make it even easier for you. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a countdown. I'm going to say pause. You can, then you can pause the video, and then you can go and subscribe. And then uh, when you restart, I will greet you. Okay? Um, ready? Okay. Three, two, one, pause. Welcome back. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, so to start this week, I'm going to read off uh, uh, two lists of names. Uh, that's all I'm going to say right now. We'll figure it out later. All right. Uh, okay. List one. Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Elvis, The Beatles, The Cars, Run DMC, Pearl Jam, The White Stripes, Beyonce, Billie Eilish. List two. Rudy Valley, Mel Torme, Gene Vincent, The Kinks, Squeeze, The Fat Boys, Soundgarden, The Hives, Rihanna, Grimes. So what do they all have in common? Well, first of all, okay. Uh, each person I mentioned was the most famous or the most uh, acclaimed or the top of their game, most well-remembered from each decade starting from the 1930s up until the 2020s, um, so far as we know, right? Um, the second list were people who, at the time, for the most part, were either equally as successful, equally as acclaimed, uh, equally as talented, uh, but are not as well-remembered. And that's kind of what we're getting at here. Uh, we tend to define the each era of music based on the artists who were most successful, the people we remember the most. You know, anybody anybody who thinks of the '80s might think of Bruce Springsteen or Michael Jackson or Prince or U2 or you know any any number of other uh, Madonna, of 
course, of famous, famous people. Um, but anybody who either knows a lot about a decade or has lived through the decade themselves knows that there's way more to it than that. Of course there is. There always, there always is. And, you know, what I consider the first list is somewhat arbitrary, but not, but, but, you know, somewhat thought out, uh, choices as far as who were the most popular in their given types of music, you know, like, for example, there were uh, way more successful types of music than rock and roll in the 1950s, believe it or not. Yes, that is true. But as far as that goes in that era, Elvis picked Elvis. So that's a perfect example of that. Um, Run DMC, you know, maybe not in the top even 20, I, I, I don't think, for the 1980s as far as sales and things like that. But there's a reason, obviously, that I chose them. We're going to get to that, right? Um, but there are a handful of other big stars from each era that we say help define that era, right? The second list, there are way more people that you could put on that list. There are, you know, exponentially more artists that you could put on that second list than on the first list. There are so many more also-rans. And I'm not talking about also-rans like, you know, um, The Who for the, for the 60s or honestly even the 70s, uh, you know, or um, I don't know, Vic Damone or uh, let's say Dean Martin, people like that for kind of the 50s and, 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 and crooner and all of that. I'm or Nirvana for the 90s and stuff. I'm talking about people underneath even that people, you know, who artists who were again, almost as successful, if not at times more successful. Um, uh, for example, I learned that, you know, Rudy Valley kind of kicked off the whole teen idol craze back in the 1930s. Um, and uh, he, uh, at times, was way more famous than Bing Crosby, although Bing Crosby kind of won the day in the end. But what anybody who I assume lived through the 1930s will remember is that Bing wasn't the only game in town, right? And an era may be defined in our memories by the most famous people of that era, especially if we don't know that era very well. But if you, again, if you've lived through it or uh, know a lot about that decade, you know it's more complicated than that, more rich and diverse. It's better than that, honestly. Not that the the top artists, they absolutely deserve their acclaim, their respect, their, you know, uh, everything, their fame, their, their fortune. Uh, but so do the also-rans. So do the people who, honestly, many of us have forgotten. Um, and in some ways, and in some cases, too many of us, we like them even better than the people that they were considered the most famous at the time. So, like, for example, um, the, let's say, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking off my list. Okay, Frank Sinatra, right? Everybody loves him. Crooner, he, he, he did certain things with his voice instrumentally, as to even mimic an instrument and um, other uh, singers that predated him, that he absolutely changed the course of music, right? He's still honestly not one of my favorites. I respect him, and there's certain things he did, you know, in the wee small hours in the morning, like kind of that era that I really do like. Um, but I actually, from the that era, the 50s, I prefer Tony Bennett's voice, and I always have. From the 40s and 50s, Mel Torme was always one of my favorites. And if you don't know him, he's the guy who... Um, uh, which one? He, 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 did, uh, he wrote White Christmas, uh, and... He has. He was called the Velvet Fog because of the smoothness of his voice. Uh, he was one of the premier scatters 
of any era. I mean, he and, uh, and honestly, I think he and Ella Fitzgerald are kind of, they're kind of like this for the time. Um, uh, she had many other strengths in other ways, but that, you know, and he certainly did too. Uh, but, you know, I prefer him and his voice to Frank Sinatra's perfect example. That's not always the case with all of these. And some people, for example, the Beatles, I do prefer to the Kinks, but I got to be honest, the Kinks are in, you know, my, my rotating top 15, let's say, um, of uh, bands that st I think still deserve more recognition, even though they were very successful at the time and through the 70s. And honestly, I think their biggest hit came in the 80s. So they had a run, you know, and I think they might be putting out something new actually soon. And that's my sort of contention here and how I am connecting the kinks to the fat boys. Um, if you know rap or what is now better known as hip hop well enough from the 1980s, you know, these guys, um, and awesome, great. I don't know how you feel about them, but you most likely will remember them. If you don't know that much about 1980s era hip hop, you will almost assuredly still know who Run DMC is. You know, you'll know who the Beastie Boys are. You might even know who, I don't know, Curtis Blow is from slightly earlier. Um, but the Fat Boys might not be a band that you would remember. And the thing is, they were huge for several years they were they were gigantic and that is not meant to be a pun uh even though they did have an amazing sense of humor and poked fun at themselves you know for their stature and things like that but they weren't just huge they uh they were the people especially human beatbox who popularized more than anybody else beatboxing. I know beatbox existed before then, beatboxing, um, and it certainly developed amazingly since then. Uh, but as far as the popular kind of the zeitgeist and the people who didn't know that much about rap at the time, the Fat Boys were the ones who brought that into the forefront. And so many of their songs included that beatboxing. They had hits with collaborations with people like the Beach Boys and with people like... Yes, William the Refrigerator Perry from 1985, hence the single behind this album. This album, by the way, I believe is 1987. Did I put that? Yes, Crushin' from 1987. And um, so, and they were in movies. They were in several movies, including one of my favorites, Crush Groove, which if you don't know that movie and you do like 80s hip-hop, please go look it up you will be amazed at the people who were in that movie, both on the band's and artist's side and even from the acting side. Blair, Blair, it was one of Blair Underwood's first roles, if not first, and certainly first in terms of kind of starring in something. Um, and I saw that movie in the front row. I was in the front row with a friend of mine also named Nick, coincidentally, um, another Italian. And... Uh, we were blasted by the music and I soaked it in and it's never left me, honestly. And the Fat Boys were a part of that. And they were kind of the, you know, the comic relief in a lot of ways and, uh, you know, this comic trio. And that's one of the reasons why I always respected them because they were good at what they did and were, you know, took, took their fame in whatever way it came and certainly, you know, had a lot of cheesy things going on in their music 
but they weren't afraid to be funny. They weren't afraid to be goofy, you know. And if you've listened to anything that I have talked about, you know that goofiness and weirdness and everything, I prize things like that because as seriously as I take music and the subject of music in general and uh, honestly way too many other things, uh, if, you, if you can't find space to be goofy, you know, and, and, and weird, then you're not really breathing into, you know, your life. And that's, that's you know, you, that's why I think you need people like... Uh, like the fat boys and more importantly we need as a as a culture to remember bands like them who contributed way more than we remember you know we can go i don't know why this popped into my head but we all know we most likely all know johann sebastian bach right so there was another guy who predated him by just a little bit named dietrich bustahuda who was amazingly influential in his time and very successful i bet you i can stop 3,000 people on the street and maybe one will know who that dude is. Um, and that may be the case with a lot of the bands and artists that I mentioned on that second list, not to mention the hundreds and thousands of others that I didn't mention. And so I guess what really what I'm saying is uh, go back and take a look at an era that you love. It didn't have to be the 1980s. It can be whatever decade you love or whatever type of music you love, you know, grunge, uh, why I mentioned Soundgarden in, in a lot of ways. I preferred them to Pearl Jam at the time, although you really can't knock Pearl Jam for anything, really, at this point, I think. Um, and but, but to have that curiosity and, and the ability to kind of go beyond the surface, beyond the popular and research, yeah, that's not just important for any era and any type of music. It's important for pretty much everything, especially considering everything we're going through right now. It's really important not to just take the definition of something at face value, get underneath it and figure out what else is there. Uh, and I recommend the Fat Boys as a starting place if you like 80s uh, hip hop, all right? Um, do you remember them? Do you, do you remember the Fat Boys? Do you, do you, you know, do you like that kind of music? Do you... Uh, remember how huge they were. Do you know another band that you wish people would know more about, would remember better? And I, I'm talking second, third, fourth, fifth tier, however far you want to go. I take for granted that I know a lot of the first, second, usually third, and every so often fourth tier bands of, of most eras in most genres. But, you know, if you don't know a lot, and there are genres I don't know a lot about, um, ska, reggae, things like that, let's say, for example, there are so many bands that you're missing beyond, let's say, you know, Bob Marley, you know, right? Um, and, and people like that. So is there a band that you know of that you wish people would know more about an artist? Uh, let me know. Comments, you know. Um, I'd I, I like to, because because. My objective, as I say, for all of these is conversation connection. I, I, I want to hear from you. I'd like to know more about what you think, what you feel, whether you like the things that I'm playing and talking about or not, or what your opinions are on them. Uh, and also to read below and see what else that I've written about this and click the links. There's a link to Fat Boys. Uh, I think I linked it to Crushin. Um, Please go look that up and read about it, find it on YouTube, play it, uh, and then link to a song that I think was somewhat influenced by these guys because it has some beatboxing in it. It's a song of mine from my band Rex's most recent EP, Syzygy for the Weird, called Make Me Mike My Mouth. It's the same song that I checked last week for a completely different reason, which 
points out my entire thing here, which is music is not a genre. And somehow there, this song is connected to both what I said, talked about last week, PWEI, and what I talked about this week, the Fat Boys. Please go click that link and listen to that song on YouTube. Find it on Spotify. Find it on iTunes. And um, don't forget to subscribe. As I said before, I don't, I, well, I'm not going to go through the pausing again. Just go ahead and subscribe. I appreciate all of your time and attention, you watching and listening and and, cl and clicking and sharing and subscribing and commenting. And I will see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.